Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Arya asks, why is Mercury not the hottest planet in spite of being the closest to the sun? Thank you for sending this question in. This is a wonderful question to talk about. There is so much to explore here. So first of all, that's right. So when we talk about the temperature of a planet, we're gonna talk about its surface temperature. As you go deeper inside of planets, we think that all of them start to heat up. And some of them, by the time we get down to their cores, they can be really, really hot. But when we're up on the surface, the hottest planet in our solar system that we know of is actually Venus. Now, the day side of Mercury is not far behind. And let's talk about why that is. But first, we need to understand a little bit about what is temperature, right? Now, you might think, okay, temperature, well, that's how hot or how cold something is, okay? But let's go a little bit deeper. What does it mean for something to be hot? What does it mean for it to be cold? So when we think about temperature in physics, what we're really thinking about is how much energy the particles, so the little stuff that things are made from, how much energy do they have? How much are those particles jiggling? Because everything has a little bit of energy. And the energy that we're thinking about is kinetic energy. It's the movement energy. There's two different kinds of energy. There's the moving energy and the ability to move, where something could move, it's got energy to do it, right? So if you take a spring and you squeeze that spring, it's got potential energy because as soon as you let go, boing, right? It's going to spring out. Or if you pick up a ball and you hold it up above the surface of the earth and then you let go, it had potential energy, it had gravitational potential. But kinetic is that energy that you have when you are running, when you're falling, when you're spinning around. And so little tiny particles have energy as well. The more of that energy they have, the higher the temperature. Now we're gonna measure that for a given area. Like you might measure the temperature of the water in your cup. So we're gonna look at the average of all of the particles in that cup. How much energy do they have? Because some of them might have a little bit less, some of them might have a little bit more, but what is the normal, what do most of them have? So where does a planet get its heat from? Well, there's internal heat. And we've actually talked a little bit about this on the pad, the podcast already, where we talked about how there's the squeezing that's happening to the planet and that heats it up. And sometimes there's radioactive elements that are decaying and that heats it up and there's leftover energy and there's the squish and the pull from gravity. But on the surface, most of the time, the majority of the heat that we're going to be talking about actually comes from the sun. So thinking Mercury should be pretty hot makes a lot of sense. Venus should be pretty hot, right? They're very close to the sun. They're closer than we are. Now, Earth is also compared to the other planets in the system, except for Mercury and Venus, is really, really close to the sun. 
right? If you think about Neptune or Uranus, they're really, really far away. They're not getting as much light as we are. So the light comes from the sun and it strikes the surface of the planet. And that light is carrying some energy with it. It's actually what we call radiation. It's electromagnetic radiation. Now, the type of light that you and I think of as light, that like the rainbow, that's perfectly safe for us. That's not a type of radiation that is harmful. There are some that can be harmful, but that's perfectly safe. Now, Mercury doesn't have much of an atmosphere, so it's not protected from some of those harmful radiations. So if, if you were to ever visit Mercury, you would need to have a special spacesuit or spacecraft that would protect you from that. But okay, so the light comes from the sun, it hits the surface of the planet, and it's going to pass some of its energy to the surface of the planet. Now, how much is going to depend on what we call the albedo of the planet? That is just how reflective is it? What is its color? Is it really light in color or is it really dark? Because light is going to bounce the light away from it. And so less energy will get absorbed. Imagine like a big field of snow, right? After a big snow, everything is covered in white. The sun comes down, it hits it, and it bounces away. It's like a mirror. Now, you could also have a surface that is dark. So maybe the warm, the dark soil in a garden that's been exposed, or, ooh, this is one, the asphalt on a road. Have you ever touched it or tried to walk barefoot on the black on the pavement on the road? <laughs> it's hot. It's too hot, right? Or you have to be careful with your with a dog when you're walking the dog, right? Because they don't wear shoes, so they can actually get burned because it is going to be absorbing so much of that light. Okay, so it's getting that energy and all of those particles, they're getting the energy from the sun and they're starting to jiggle and jiggle and jiggle and so they're getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Now, then that material, so the rock on Mercury's surface, or if this works for Earth or it works for water, think about this, water is pretty good at absorbing the heat. Liquid water, that is. Water ice is very good at bouncing it away. Now, the light hits it and it absorbs it, and then eventually it's gonna give that heat back off. This is something that you can try after a summer day Maybe go and touch the sidewalk right after sunset or a big rock and see if it still feels warm because all day the sun was heating it up, heating it up, and now it's releasing some of that heat, that energy back into the air around it. So that happens with planets too. Now, we said earlier, Mercury has almost no atmosphere. This is the air around it the air that gravity would be holding on to. And so when Mercury's surface releases that heat, it just escapes straight into space and it's gone into space. So the side of Mercury that is facing the sun is really, really hot. It's hundreds of degrees. But as soon as that turns away to the night side, to the dark side, that heat just escapes right out into space and it becomes very, very cold because there's nothing there to hold on to it. 
Now Venus, which is the hottest planet in our solar system on the surface, has a really, really thick atmosphere. So even though it gets a little bit less light than Mercury does because it's a little farther away from the sun, it holds on to more of that heat. When that heat is released, the heat goes out into the air and gets captured. It's just like a blanket. So at night, if you put a blanket on, the reason that you're warm is because the blanket is capturing your own body heat and keeping it there, storing it there, instead of letting it escape out into the room and then out into your house. That's what an atmosphere does. So Mercury is not quite as hot as Venus because it doesn't have quite as much atmosphere. But that leaves us with one more question. Why? Why doesn't Mercury have as thick of an atmosphere as Venus? Aren't they made from pretty much the same material in the same part of the solar system? Yeah, it seems like it. But there's a big difference between Mercury and Venus, and that is their size. Mercury is pretty little. Mercury is not that much bigger than our moon. And so Mercury, we think, has a harder time holding on to its atmosphere because it's gravity that holds that atmosphere down. So over time, we think that the little atmosphere that has been there has been literally blown away by the solar winds. And there's not much to replace that atmosphere when it is lost. Because Venus, Earth, we're losing atmosphere all the time. But we have volcanoes and we have other processes inside of our earth releasing gases and inside of venus releasing the gases up into the air to be held onto by gravity but mercury is so little that we think inside of it it's cooled down enough that there aren't really volcanoes there maybe there's a little bit of volcanic activity happening but nothing like we see on the big terrestrial planets of venus and earth so what we've been doing here is what we call comparative planetology. We can look at different planets and look at how they're similar to each other and how they're different. And by studying the whole group of planets and comparing them, we can learn more about them. This is one of the ways that we learn about our own planet and how to better take care of it. Because we can't really do big experiments and just see what happens. Um, we don't have the ability to do that, and it wouldn't be very good, too, because if we messed up, well, we're supposed to live here, right? So we can study other planets and learn more about Earth. All right. This was a great question. There is There was another one in this email that is a fantastic question, but it's such a big one. We're going to do a whole nother episode for that. And everyone listening, thank you so much. It's wonderful to have you here joining us. We really appreciate it. If you've got questions or topics you'd like us to talk about, go ahead and have your folks send that into the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope that you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.